welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. Don't forget, wherever you are finding us, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or really wherever you listen to your podcasts, Um, not just wherever you may have discovered us. And if you do enjoy the show and you've gotten a lot out of it, please don't forget to leave us a rating and or review, especially on the iTunes app store. It helps us get discovered, which of course is incredibly helpful as we work to expand and grow. This week on the show, we have the brilliant creative Elizabeth Ito. You may know her. She was the supervising director for Adventure Time for many, many episodes. She's also worked on many shows. She's an illustrator as well and has been a storyboard artist for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water, Hotel Transylvania, and so, so many other shows. Phineas and Ferb, you name it. You can feel free to go check out her IMDb page. It's certainly bursting at the seams. And you can also check her out at elizabethedo.com. She's got a great Tumblr where she'll occasionally post some fun illustrations and other pieces. She's very, very brilliant and very creative. So it's always fun to follow Elizabeth on any sort of social media. And I will make sure to include those links in the show notes if you want to check out her work while you're listening. Um, We cover a lot of different uh, topics. Time was a little bit short, so I tried to breeze through as many questions as I could um, in the precious time with Elizabeth, and I'm so grateful she gave of her time to chat with me this week. And I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Elizabeth Ito. Um, Liz, it is so fabulous to talk to you. Um, I've been hoping to chat with you for a while. I'm a big fan of your work. Um, so uh, before we kind of dive into the history of you, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're up to these days. Um, well, <laughs> this week or next week is my last week doing this, but I've been um, storyboard supervising on a new show called Summer Camp Island that's um, yes. going to be on Cartoon Network. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, I'm also, I also have two kids, so I've been doing a lot with that. <laughs> wow, how old are they? Um, uh, one is 10 months old and the other one oh is three. Oh my goodness. So, oh, that's uh, like, we have three kiddos and their ages nine, eight and six now. But I just remember that time oh, when they were really young, <laughs> man, it was like a blur. Yeah. It totally is a blur. So are yeah, you planning on sort of taking a step back for a little bit or what's, what are your next plans? Um, well, I think uh, for the meantime, I'm going to be um, directing a, a short animation thing for um, a, like a Lena Dunham project. Oh, sweet. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. It's like a pilot Congrats. that they're working on. So um, yeah. And other than that, I, I think I'm going to do that and then maybe – just kind of see what other things are out there. Awesome. Um, I'm also still sort of developing my pilot thing that I that you saw the short for online yes. um, with Cartoon Network. So we're still kind of trying to figure out what the best what the best thing is for that. That's awesome. <laughs> the next step. That's really cool. Um, so you're such an incredibly creative person, and something I, I really appreciate about the few bits of interviews I have heard with you is that you seem very laid back and kind of go with the flow. I don't know if that's a, (laughs) if you feel like that's an accurate representation of kind of your approach, but I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and 
Um, maybe yeah. where you grew up, how you grew up, how you feel like your early life influenced uh, you creatively. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I grew up in L.A., and I still live in L.A., so um, I've pretty much been in the same place for my whole life, but it's sort of, I think, um, I don't know, it's really changed as a city uh, since I was a kid. I think there's a lot more people living here now, um, and I don't know. I mean, I I grew up in in the, like, it's kind of a mixture. Like, my, my parents lived in the Crenshaw area, and then my mom was a teacher on the west side of L.A., which is um, a lot more, like, rich. <laughs> so it was kind of an interesting thing to go to, go to like, I mean, it's still public school, but it's, it's totally. just a, a, well kind of a distinct difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it, was, uh, it was definitely, like, a big difference between where my house was and where my elementary school was. Sure. Um, so, I mean, that was pretty interesting. And I think, like, somewhere, maybe when I got to junior high, high school, probably more towards high school, there were more, sort of more Asian kids in school. But when I was in elementary school, I don't think there were quite as many. Like, I, I can only remember maybe one or two other Asian kids that How? were in my class. Yeah, I'm <laughs> curious. How did that, like, affect you? So my husband is a Pacific Islander, so our kids look mm-hmm. certainly different than myself. I'm Caucasian. And I feel like I'm walking through an experience with them that I've never personally experienced, which is what it's like to be (laughs) a minority and seeing the assumptions people make about you and things that I personally never gave a second thought. I'm now walking through those experiences with my kids. I'd love to hear your perspective about what, what was that like? Um, it's a little tough. I mean, sometimes it's really cool. I like, uh, I mean, it's nice to, um, have sort of cultures and traditions and stuff. Sure. I think the difficult thing is that, like, with with me anyway, my family's been here for like four generations. Mm. So, I mean, like, I'm I don't really speak Japanese sure. other than like foods. Um, I don't I don't know <laughs> a whole lot stuff. about Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I think it's tough because when people see you, like, they automatically. Um, not automatically, but some people will just try to ask you where where you're from, <laughs> which which can be uh, hard because I think like after it happens a few times, you sort of get used to what they mean, but um, but it does get uh, a little annoying, a lot annoying. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, very a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I mean I. I I'm not like ashamed of being Japanese, sure. but I also don't feel like I can totally own it because if like I don't, I'm not. I'm mostly American, sure. you know. Um, so I think that's where it's difficult. It was, I think like little kids, it can be really tough because I, I mean I just remember um, just the usual sort of racist jokes that little kids can make sometimes yeah. when I was a, oh, goodness. in yeah. elementary school. That it's like it's stupid now, and it's like. Um, I think I feel like I'm able to laugh at it, but sure. it's not really funny. It's just sort of something where you're like, that's ridiculous. 
so I'm going to laugh at it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd just be crying all the time. (laughs) (laughs) One of two options. Yes. Yeah. That's super interesting. Um, And of course, unfortunate, but I I really appreciate hearing your perspective. And this jumps ahead a little bit in terms of the maybe the order of questions that I had. But did those experiences inform your inspiration for Welcome to My Life at all? Sort of feeling like a little bit out of place or different? Yeah, it's funny because I think if you asked me like like a decade ago when I first sort of started working on it as a student film, um, I think I thought, I really don't want this to be like an Asian thing. <laughs> I don't want it to be like, like uh, I don't know what you would call it, but I guess now it's like social justice kind of thing. Um, it was It was more like this thing that got inspired by my brother saying he thought he didn't fit in. And so I started trying to think of, like, what the most, like, extreme version of that was. And it was, like, a monster not fitting in. Um, and But then, like, the more that I worked on it later, I think I felt like it, it is, like, inherently something that has to do with, uh, like, it kind of wraps wraps in with being Asian and that experience. Like, because I think a lot of the stuff that I really like is always based on people's personal experience, like really specific to whoever is making the thing. So um, I think it it had to sort of have some of that in it. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. And maybe unconsciously. And now the more that you think about it, it, it's more apparent. That makes total sense. Um, Yeah. And I think I, I feel more like I can embrace it now. I think maybe before, I don't know why I felt like that. It's sort of just like, uh, yeah, no, I think I that makes know. sense. No, no, no. I think it makes total sense. And um, it's super, super interesting to me. Um, so <laughs> when you were, of course, uh, in uh, elementary and high school, it sounds like you were pretty into art. Um, was yeah. it hard for you to get you? You went to Cal Arts. Is that correct? Was uh-huh. it hard to get in? What What was your journey like sort of getting in there and, and attending art school? Yeah, it was really hard to get in. Um, <laughs> I I actually didn't I get in imagine. the first two times that I tried. Um, wow. I I wasn't. Uh, I didn't really know um, anything about where people went to do animation until I think I was like a junior in high school, and gotcha. um, like the the things that you need to get into Cal Arts, it's sort of like there's a there's stuff you you need to have been working on that I think I I just I didn't know about it oh, sure, so I was yeah. like oh I'm I've, I need some time <laughs> but <laughs> yeah piece. like I mean one of the big ones was like life drawing and that's just something that's like you it's not like anybody's necessarily born a great life drawer I don't think I think it's something that you can train for um so I didn't get in there first. I, I actually end up, ended up going to UCLA first um, before I went to CalArts, which is, like, not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby <laughs> um, at all. Uh, and, and there I did uh, – I studied English because I think that was another thing that I was really interested in besides – I mean, it's still an art, but I was really into writing and storytelling. Um, so I think I felt like English was the right – thing to do there um so that makes yeah sense, and yeah. I think a lot of my friends actually there, there's a few friends of mine where um their stories were really similar like they didn't necessarily get into CalArts right out of high school um 
But sometimes I think that might be a little better because CalArts is, can be a pretty wacky place. So I can imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it might be a little overwhelming, like straight at straight from high school to kind of this crazy art school. <laughs> yes. What do you feel were the most important things you learned? You know, going there. I'm sure it was. Uh, you know, there are good things and tricky things about it. But what do you feel you really took away from that experience? Um, I think some of how the character animation department worked at the time was really helpful. Like the like, I mean, in retrospect, I think um, they sort of give you these limitations as far as like the the films that you make by the end of the year because I think they encourage you to make at least. I went there like 10 years ago or more than that, maybe <laughs> like 12 years ago or something now. But um, like the first year, they encourage you to try to do it without any dialogue. Like you can have music, but it, it's not like you're trying to sync sound. And they kind of um, they kind of let you have more things in your films as you go along. And they also encourage you to make films on your own and not kind of do these uh, group projects. Um, and I think it's actually really helpful to go through making a film all by yourself to understand uh, both like limitations and then also to understand like the difficulty of each thing um, like design versus like animation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the storytelling, I think um, it makes you really efficient with that or it, it makes you, try to be efficient. Um, I think there's just a lot of stuff that you learn by, by doing stuff all by yourself um, that is really valuable like sure. for when you're, when you're out. <laughs> if someone is maybe considering going to art school, um, but they mm -hmm. aren't sure that's a viable option for them, what do you think is a good path for them to take in terms of learning that storytelling process um, really on their own. Do Would you have any words of advice for someone like that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they should just try it out. Like, I think uh, there's... Yeah, the tools are there's there. There's a lot of... Yeah, um, there's a lot... If, if they have any kind of access to a computer or to, um, like, any kind of thing where they can draw on it or even just a, getting a sketchbook and a pen... Um, mm. I think just kind of starting to to try storyboarding ideas that you have, and it's both storyboarding them, like drawing them out, sure. um, they can be really rough, and then just showing them to other people and seeing if they can they can understand what you're doing. Um, I think a combo of those two things are are probably really helpful. Um, another thing would be like to just watch movies or TV that you like and. Hmm freeze frame it <laughs> like um <laughs> just to see how they do how they tell the story with the shots that they're using totally. um, and yeah i think that that was something that was super helpful was just seeing how stuff that i liked like how do how do they make make that story work um and yeah i think also too like there's so much available now um that I think wasn't available when I was in high school where yeah. you can you can put together your own movies and, and put them online and show them to people. Which is amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think uh, even doing your own voices and stuff, there's like so much um, stuff that computers come with now or that <laughs> like true. exists on your, your phone where it's, it's like you could, you could make a whole thing on your phone. Um, <laughs> and 
That's true, especially and stop motion is all the rage right now. So yeah, that's yeah. you can do that even on your your own phone, which is really cool. How do you think? Um, <laughs> yeah, have you seen your creative approach change? So when you were fresh out of school and and you know right went right into the industry, um, yeah, you, know, you approached things I'm sure a certain way. How have you seen your approach change? And what's the biggest thing you've adjusted personally now? that you didn't maybe had figured out then that you wish you would have known? Um, I think being a little, a little bit more efficient. <laughs> I, I think, oh, that. uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, or just trying to be, cause I mean, that's, that was one, that's one big thing about having kids is that I yes. think, um, before you have kids, you pretty much have like all of your time to yourself. Like <laughs> uh, true. you can stay late at work and work on stuff. You can, you can sit there and space out and figure <laughs> it out that way. Um, but I think like uh, after kids, it's like, you've got like a, like a ticking clock of like when you got to leave, <laughs> like when you got to do stuff. So I feel like that pressure sort of um, makes you, be really efficient about how you use that time like you don't really waste too much time um yeah and i think um i think maybe another thing is uh being a little bit more um i don't know i guess it's open it's more just like not being afraid to kind of get feedback from people or ask people if they could give you feedback on stuff cuz i think it can be really useful i mean you have to find the right the right people that will sure. raise you up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause like that can be really difficult in and of itself, like finding the right people to talk to. But I think when you do have that core group of people that you really trust, um, that's super, super helpful. And then I think like another thing is just like, I, I feel like I've gotten more confident with, mm. um, with like my ideas and maybe like, maybe just more comfortable with uh, being uncomfortable because there's always sure. going to be a point when you're working on a project where you, you feel like it's not working, like you sort of feel like giving up. But I think like just knowing that that's always a part of the mm -hmm. the process and being able to push through it, like that's sort of where your confidence kicks in of like, oh, like I just need to figure this out and then I won't feel... Like crappy, I can't quit. Kind <laughs> <Yes>. of thing. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. And along the lines of feedback, um, when you have to give it, have you found um, a good sort of style or method as far as providing feedback in a way that is uplifting and but also is honest um, when you're leading mm -hmm. others toward kind of a common vision? I think so. I mean, I think. I think it's a combination of things. Like you, you kind of have to know what what your vision or even what somebody else's vision is, and then um, like it's like it's a really delicate because you you don't want to be closed off to possibilities of stuff, but you also like kind of have to know like. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> yes. a good that's a good idea, but it's not necessarily right for this thing because it would complicate it or stuff like that. So I think just always, um, 
And if it's somebody else's project, I think just making sure that you're not um, like railroading over what it is that they want to do, uh, like because sometimes that can be difficult. I, I mean, I've seen that happen with with like even just with the the teachers at CalArts. Sometimes it was like that, where it's like a teacher wouldn't totally be um, thinking of it like the student was thinking of their project, and then when they give feedback, it's like you don't want to destroy what their vision is by like telling them to go this way when really that's not the best for their vision. Sure. Kind of thing. <laughs> that's, that's a really interesting point. And I'm sure um, you've been <laughs> doing a lot of sort of vision exploration with welcome to my life. And I think it's brilliant that sort of you are, you've headed that up hearing that confidence has been an issue for you. Um, <laughs> has that journey, like how, how did you get the courage to say, you know what? Yes. And it sounds like this has been a long time in the making, but when did it come yeah. to the point where you thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot and see if maybe Cartoon Network would be interested in letting me try this out? Uh, what was the catalyst for that? Um, I think I just, with Cartoon Network, it just felt like um, a studio where it would be possible to do I mean, like one thing was that I knew they were kind of they're they're always looking for ideas that resonate with um like kids, and then uh I think it was just thinking like, well, this is really relevant, I feel like to young young people 'cause I think um especially being in school, like they're going through a lot of the same things that I wanna explore and and I think like as a studio, Cartoon Network seemed like really open to a lot of try, like just trying things out in a way that I felt like maybe it wasn't that open at other other studios. Um and I think I was in a really good place like working on Adventure Time and feeling kind of inspired by everything that um that show has become and I think I just thought, well, I should That's I should awesome. give it a go. <laughs> felt, yeah, you felt safe and supported. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, speaking of Adventure Time, um, were yeah, there yeah. any characters on this show that you felt particularly drawn toward? I love that show, by the way. So amazing. Um, but <laughs> any characters that you really, really just had a soft spot for, or maybe you just, just resonated with you? Um, yeah, like I, I, I mean, I actually, re I really liked Lumpy Space Princess from the very beginning. Oh man, yes. Um, because I mean, I think part of it was just because Penn was her voice. <laughs> so and brilliant. I just and it's like really fun to write stuff for a character like that, that a character that's so vain and selfish <laughs> and um just talks like that. Like I think I just I don't know. She's one of my so favorites. Fun. Also I really like Bimo cuz yes. um Bimo could say some really weird stuff <laughs> but comes out super cute. And again it's like also cuz it's one of my friends who's doing the voice, so it makes me laugh even better. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Um, another bit of a random question. A lot of artists are kind of known as messy creatives. I know I am. I'm not mm -hmm. an artist professionally, <laughs> but in my spare time. So I, and I'm very messy <laughs> with my process. But is that how you sure. feel about yourself and your approach? Or do you tend to be more of a neat sort of um, calculated creative? Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to, uh, actually, it's not that hard to say. I'm going to say that I'm pretty neat because I think That's like, cool. um, 
I was looking at that question. And I was like, I don't know. I started writing down, like, what do I think I am? Um, but like my answers to some of the other stuff, I'm like, no, I'm a pretty neat person. Because uh, I think like, like before I start anything, I usually clean my desk. <laughs> like so, it's like just everything's organized. Um, I feel like my desk sort of reflects where I'm at <laughs> in the in the process. Um, so if I'm like in the middle of it or towards the end, it's usually a little bit of a mess. So I guess maybe towards the end, I'm more messy. Um, but at the beginning, I'm a little bit of a OCD neat free. That's, prob- that's probably a good thing. I love it. Um, what do you find most fulfilling about the work you're doing now? I mean, of course, your mom that eats up, you mm-hmm. know, a good portion of your life. And that's probably been quite a transition as, you know, especially in your line of work, I can imagine. Um, so what do you find really fulfilling about work and also maybe tagging with that question, how do you try to manage a work-life balance in order to kind of feed your creativity and keep it fresh? Um, I think the fulfilling part is just the feedback you get from people. I mean, like a lot of the stuff that I've seen, like people's reactions to welcome to my life, um, it's just been really overwhelmingly good. That's awesome. Um, I like seeing people, uh, like kind of saying how much they appreciate how quiet it is, um, just how introspective it is. I think, um, yeah, I think just mm-hmm. people's reactions to any, anything that I do is, is, um, really fuels me. <laughs> um, I think like going into animation in general, it's like a thing where um, there's. I think there's a lot of animators where uh, you have this aspect to yourself that enjoys performance and enjoys. Uh, for me, it's like really enjoying storytelling, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're like extroverted and want to be on the stage. Like it, it's kind of like um, for me. Yeah, like storytelling equals like a certain level of performance, but I don't have to be the center of attention. Like my project is the center of attention. So I think like, yeah, so I think when people appreciate the stories you're telling and feel like they can connect to it, it makes you feel really successful and really good. Um, I'm sorry, what was the second second part? The second part was just... How do you try to manage? It's probably really hard at this point in your life, but somewhat of a work-life balance in order to kind of fuel <laughs> that inspiration and creativity because I know if it's always, always, always work, it can be hard to kind of find that real-life inspiration. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, to be honest, like having having kids is such a, a deep experience. I mean, not to be super cliche, but it's like it it totally changes it changes your life in this way that's indescribable like um there's like so many uh emotions that come with it and just so many um attachments that it's just like um i think i think it's done a lot like i i just i think there's a lot there's a lot that it fuels like in a i mean maybe that's kind of a selfish thing too but it's just that like you get inspired by a lot of the stuff that happens to you becoming a parent. So I agree. Um, I felt like my range yeah. of emotions went from, you know, a fairly small, predictable <laughs> range. Yeah. But then after having <laughs> kids, I feel like there have been so many different emotions and feelings that have opened up that I'd never experienced before. It's, it's really yeah. surreal. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, 
so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool um, to hear. Well, it sounds like you're enjoying motherhood so far. That's awesome. Yeah, I it's it's definitely stressful, but it's like sure. I yeah, the other day I was just thinking like I can't I can't imagine it. I can't imagine my life without it now. So Absolutely. <laughs> no, That's awesome. Um and my final question uh would be is there something that you wish people knew about you that maybe they don't know? Um I can't think of it. <laughs> the only thing that came to mind when I read that was like, I'm allergic to cats, which some people are always like, do you have a pet or do you have a cat? And I'm always bummed out because I really like cats, but like, man, um, I get, I get sneezy. So <laughs> that's great. Maybe that, I don't <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> awesome. So if people want to kind of keep up with what you're doing and the exciting projects that you're going to be working on in the near future, um, where do you prefer uh-huh. they find you? Tumblr, Twitter? Um, probably Twitter is good or or uh, my website, which is, it's like my name.com. <laughs> Sweet. We'll and, link to uh, it. I mean, yeah. And then, or I think it, it also works with kikutown.com. Um, but yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about Twitter. I mean, I say Twitter, but I'm sure. like every day I feel like I'm on the verge of being like, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty um, vicious place out there. I agree. Yeah. So, um, but Twitter is good for now. <laughs> awesome. Liz, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me.